low to the float out. You already know though. It's Adamville for real. You see your hoe, just take a photo. I'm rapping ass on photo with a fofo on your brodo. Cause that Jodo thought that he could rob a player for some dodo. Also Allen Temple, also England Manor, also Misty Valley, and I got a couple pounds yesterday. Hello all, JC, I've seen the tendons inside my hand, Sievert here. Welcome to Let Me Jaw It Up, my podcast about movies, TV shows, and hockey. Should I change that to media? I feel like I should change that to media at some point. Just say media and hockey. I think it'll make my life easier. Or culture, just culture at large. <laughs> anyway, today is the next episode of what is overwhelmingly the most popular series I do, Sevzi Pop. Uh, and today I am again joined by my friend, confidant, and favorite David Ferrier impersonator, Scott Loudon. Today we'll be talking about the second. Actually, I just realized it's low key not the second episode. Third, actually. Yeah. It's confusing because it's called the second episode because it's like pilot episode one, episode two. Uh, Vivsy Pop, like, please change it's that. It's like if you go abroad, the ground floor is like level zero and then the second floor is level one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like just like fucks with you just like a little bit. You're like, what? <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I guess this isn't the actually the second episode, but it's the, it's the second episode with plot. Yes. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's the x episode of the vivzy pop joint hell of a boss but first scoochie buddy baby what you been watching yes. lately anything crazy anything wild what what i've been watching recently so um these are both on netflix one was called um the chronicles of the shannara um, <gasps> i've seen this yeah yeah uh Go ahead. It, it's it's a pretty wild I'm not too experienced with the fantasy world, but it was pretty good. Pretty good for normies like me. Mm -hmm. Um, They literally did have a, uh, have a character named Eritrea as in the country and on the horn of Africa. Yep. I thought they could have been a little bit more, uh, more creative with their names. No. Um, But overall pretty good, pretty solid, pretty good series. Uh, It is. So how far, how far into it are you? Oh, we finished the whole thing. Okay, so you know that, like, it got cancelled. Yeah. That's, because it ends on, like, a weird cliffhanger, which low-key I was okay with, because A, I didn't like the main character Will that much, I didn't find him very interesting, Um, and B, uh, I really liked the Manu Bennett character, and so I was just, like, a little upset he was, he had, like, died. Mm. Spoiler alerts. But did he? I was just like upset by that, and I was like, "Man, fucking whatever. This show deserves to get canceled. <laughs> canceled. Yeah, I, if it comes back, I'm I'll cancel it on Twitter." Yeah, I mean, I I didn't mind Will. He he reminded me a lot of Owen Wilson. Like if Owen <laughs> Wilson podcast series. Um, but um, I, what I did, the person I actually didn't like, the main character I actually didn't really like, was um, Amberly. Um, she was kind of just there. This is this is going to be a terrible question, uh, and probably shows why you didn't like her. Which one's Amberly? She's the one that's the princess, the skinny white princess. Oh, oh! In the in the first season, she becomes the tree or whatever. <laughs> yeah, she becomes the tree spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah. F- fuck it. If you haven't seen this show, you're not gonna. 
<laughs> if you're listening to this podcast, you're not good enough for spoiler yeah. alerts. Yeah, you. Yeah, f- fuck your shit. I hope you didn't want to watch Shannara or the the Chronicles of Shannara. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, the Chronicles of Shannara does my favorite, like post-apocalyptic world trope where they they have a name for something but like the name is based on like the way letters have like worn off a sign safe hold Uh, yeah as opposed to san francisco (laughs) i feel like they had a stretch for safe hold from san francisco yeah i mean the 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 name safe hold you know it, it, it seems like kind of that like you know generic fantasy world like place name like uh, to me, that detail wasn't really necessary. Yeah. Well, I mean, I most... Can imagine, I can imagine, like, an elf living in a place called Safehold. I, I mean, mostly it's not really necessary because, like, the first place they go when they get there is the Golden Gate Bridge. Mm-hmm. Like, I I would have... I don't want to... I don't want to be rude to the writers, but I'm, I'm very smart, and I would have very quickly figured out this is supposed to be San Francisco. I don't want to be political or nothing, but the Golden Gate Bridge definitely is around San Francisco. <laughs> Again, spoiler alerts <laughs> for for people who haven't heard of the heard the Golden Gate Bridge was finished yet. As I, I said, if you listen to this podcast, you're not good enough for that. Well, what was the other one? He said you had a couple. Right now, I'm working. I'm working through this uh, TV show called Manifest, also on Netflix. Oh, um, is that is that the? Oh, never mind. You explain it. I'm sorry. It is the one about the plane. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, um, do you like it? Oh, it it's great. It's a little bit too copaganda ish <laughs> sometimes, mm-hmm. and they do prominently feature the thin blue line flag in a couple episodes. <gasps> no, which they makes don't. Me a bit uncomfortable. <laughs> Okay, well, this makes me feel better about my my vocal past about watching the show Law and Order SVU because they not even they do thin blue line right. shit. No, Ice T would not allow that. Yeah, Ice T would never. <laughs> my problematic fave. <laughs> Ice T also actor extraordinaire, uh, rapper and uh, gamer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, the gamer's the problematic part. That's why I said problematic fave. Yeah, is what are you somebody who uh, doesn't bleep out the A in gamer? <laughs> no, I do. It's G asterisk A M E R. In fact, if if you insist, I'll bleep out. I don't want to be saying slurs on here. <laughs> they are truly the most impressive. <laughs> they are. <laughs> oh God. But anyway, yes. Um, uh, copaganda aside, mm-hmm. um, Manifest is pretty solid. Some of its plot points are, are pretty cheesy because, like, they're a TV show and they move fast and they kind of just have to, like, fill in the plot to, like, move on. Yeah. it's It's got, like, a lot of good drama, a lot of good suspense, mm-hmm. and a good amount of, like, supernatural stuff that goes Ooh. on. Kind of so, like a... It's kind of like a, like a Twin Peaks, but with a plane yes gotcha gotcha interesting yeah what have you been watching chad uh uh well you you sound like you watch shows that like you like and you think you'll enjoy um i have a very different impulse when i watch television where i on me my goal is to watch things that i think will hurt me psychically and like to my soul so i watched 
the show Cursed. So so Cursed is I guess it lives up to its name. Um it it's it's a it's a TV show that's based on Arthurian legend in the same way that like Monty Python and the Holy Grail is based on Arthurian legend. Like you watch so it and you're really. like you're like god damn these are the names I recognize from Arthurian legend. <laughs> like but yeah, like they, yeah, our King Arthur was famously a fan of the Castle Land perhaps. <laughs> Monty Python got that wrong. <laughs> well, because then he, uh... So first of all, like, I don't know how familiar you are with Arthurian legend, but uh, Arthur and Uther Pendragon are both characters on the show, and they are not related at yeah. all. Uh, I, I don't know when Arthur becomes king of Camelot, or how, because he's not, like, in line to be king. They 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 went with. Have you heard of the show Bridgerton? Yes, I've actually watched it. Oh, so so Curse kind of kind of continues the like they hire British people, but like of all races. Um, mm-hmm. but they but imagine if they did that, but like shittier because a lot of the people of color on this show are fey. So like an Asian actor, but he is like they gave him like lizard skin and horns, and you're like, I don't. I don't like that at all. Where's the British extinction button? <laughs> um, and and so, so like they do that. It the the premise is the Lady of the Lake is fae, like she's a fae, and the fae are being genocided by the Catholic Church. Um, <laughs> okay, that's pretty cursed. Um, and total s- Catholic move. And. <laughs> Well, it's funny because, like, based on my understanding of, like, when Arthurian legend happens, like, the Catholic Church was still basically in their, like, worshipping in secret in, like, your buddy's basement days. So it's, so the idea that they, like, came out of the basement to be like, you know what, we also get persecuted, but we should genocide these, these fairy folk. In England, specifically. Yeah, and, yeah, specifically in the kingdom of, of, of Britain. Um, of Britannia. <laughs> um, they even, like, specifically mention Boudicca. It's very bizarre. So, like, they mention Boudicca, and I'm watching this, and I'm like, when is this supposed to ha- be happening? Because it can't be, like, during the Roman Empire, but, like, I can't think of another time when it would be happening. Um, also, I, I do not know what distinguishes a fey folk from, like, a human. I know I just said that, like, some of, some of them have, like, lizard skin or like some of them have like goat horns and shit like that but some of them are just like like the main character who's a who's a fairy she's just like a person like they they, they just look like human people uh it reminds me of um this one series on amazon prime called uh, uh carnival row which is a similar thing, like fairies versus humans, and mm-hmm. the humans don't like the fairies, but the fairies don't look all that different from the humans. <laughs> yeah, and so, I, so I'm watching it, and I'm like, is it just that, like, the fairies can do, like, magic? Or, like, every... Is it... Because, like, I know, like, in some fantasy settings, like, the distinction is every every fairy can do magic, but, like, certain humans can do magic. Um, So it's like a... You know, it's like that kind of distinction. Um, that is not the case because the main character like does magic and everyone's like, what the fuck? Like, like her, like her village of fae folk are like, whoa, what in the goddamn? Like, they're like, they're like fucked up about it. So I don't know. It's to be honest, it's not a very good series. It's bad and weird. 
And yeah, it sounds like it leaves off all of the uh, tropes that make uh, fairy see fairy series is memorable. It feels like they're trying to do like an allegory about like persecution, but I can't tell who they're doing it about or like what the message is. So I'm just like I just finished the ep- I just finished the first season they have on Netflix, and I was just confused. I was like, who who are the fairies supposed to be? Well, I'll tell you what makes an effective allegory, making one uh, group of people in the allegory just straight up the people you wanted to symbolize in the first place. (laughs) Yeah, here's my allegory. It's about persecution uh, that the Catholics did to, I don't know, Jewish people in the Spanish Inquisition. Yeah, one part is the fairies, the other part is the Catholics. Yeah, that's my allegory. Well, because I was watching it and I was like, is it like... This feels like something the writers would do. I was trying to figure out if it was, like, a gay allegory. I was like, oh, is this going into, like, persecution of, like, the LGBT community? And they're just, like, getting really heavy-handed with the term fairies. I don't think that's it, though. I can't tell what it's supposed to be. I'm very confused. The best I can think of is I think maybe just the writers think that, like, fairies are real. And they're like, the Catholic Church, for sure, fucked up these fairies. I mean, believable... But is that what you're going for with a metaphor, an extended metaphor, like an allegory? I can't tell. I can't tell what it's supposed to be. It's not a good show. I, I don't recommend it to anybody. Again, unless they're trying to hurt themselves uh, psychiatrically. Yeah, yeah. unless you're trying to like do yourself psychic damage like a Pokemon. All right. Are you ready to get into the main course this evening? I'm ready to get into the main course this evening. What's on the menu? <sighs> It's Vivzy Pop. That sounds weird. It's the Vivzy Pop it. show. <laughs> Vivian Medrano is the main course. <laughs> and when creation goes to die, you can find in the sky upon the lost Okay, you know what? Look, we got to do a plot summary because I, I so badly want to just like immediately get into like what I thought about this episode because I have a lot of thoughts. But just let's swan dive in there. But let's go through the plot summary. So we open on yeah. again a it, it's like a it's like a warning. It's like a disclaimer that says because I keep pausing it on this just to see if like they change it. Uh, and I don't remember if this is what it said last time, but it says contains naughty language, sad, horny demons, and is intended for mature audiences, which sure. I mean, I guess that's not wrong. <laughs> that is in fact what it contains. It's intended for mature audiences, but do mature audiences want to watch it? It depends on what we're con- constituting a mature audience. Uh, cause I mean, I, I, I mean, I just admitted that I watched the show cursed and that's not a, that wasn't a very mature decision. <laughs> um, but so we open up on the owl demons mansion and the, for the first time we really see his family, we got like an inkling of his family in the pilot episode. Um, but now we, now we get to see his family in full effect, um, we see the owl demon get up because his daughter is crying. Um, I read this daughter character at the, at least at this part is three or four. I don't know how old you read her as. 
Yeah, I guess that's about right. Okay. Um, so about a three or four year old owlet they keep calling, and I I don't know how I feel about the phrase owlet in this situation. I guess that is what you call them, but yeah, that's what you call a small owl. <laughs> I I guess I just didn't like the explicit reference that he's meant to be an owl. Yeah, and like, uh, if you get a small owl wet, it's a moist owlet. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm going to cut that out. <laughs> if you do, I'm going to disown you. Leak all your secrets on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, they have, they'd have to let you back on Twitter, Mr. Punch-A-Wall. <laughs> <laughs> hey don't say that don't don't let jack dorsey hear you say that yeah <laughs> um so he goes and he visits the daughter uh to calm her down because she's like she had a nightmare um which i'm really confused about the rules of hell because they they do this thing where like sometimes bad things are good and sometimes it's that's not the case so when she said i had a nightmare i was like is that like a good dream in hell or is that like what like what's what's the rules on nightmares and i guess i guess nightmares are good actually (laughs) so apparently nightmares are also bad in hell uh that was the first thing i learned in this episode and so she she's like crying and she tells the owl demon her father that uh she had a dream that he wasn't there and uh, she couldn't find him. And so he sings a song called It'll Be Okay, um, which has real, uh, I mean, you, you, it was actually on your notes that I read it. Uh, do, do you remember the vibes you said it has? Yeah, um, Simon Garfunkel. Yeah, it has real, I, th- I thought that too, because when you, or at least I, I thought that when I read your notes. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, okay. it, so i actually watched this for nothing and you just read people writing about it and i had to watch it yes uh yeah i could have done your part as well i'm just have you here for so i can riff jokes off of you uh yes. <laughs> um it but it does really have like low-key simon and garfunkel vibes um yeah, he's got like a really he's trying to do like this really silky voice did you like it do you think he does it it's believable oh and okay since we're actually doing this um you mentioned this uh nightmare about you know all her family was gone in this big palace and she was there alone what happened to her rich family Mm. that's a romanoff moment (laughs) oh my god that's what you meant by that (laughs) yeah all of her family got killed by the hell bolsheviks who are the hell bolsheviks I don't know, Ancaps. <laughs> it's Ancaps who who die. That's what that's what capitalists believes happen to Ancaps. They go to hell. Yes. <laughs> they go to hell and become Bolsheviks in hell. <laughs> hey, you, you laugh, but <laughs> I mean, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> that's dope as shit. Good for the good for the hell Bolsheviks. Oh, and it would—it oh, would, is my new band, <laughs> and it would work because like, de- like a, a lot of the demons are like red in color. Yes. Yeah. Hell yeah. We, yeah. We, st- so, we like, stand. Yeah, but anyway, back to the song. Yes. Um, it had Simon and Garfunkel vibes, mm-hmm. specifically the sound of silence mm-hmm. minus the harmony. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, they can't do that. Yeah. So, in terms of how I felt about the song, it wasn't bad Mm -hmm. it wasn't a bad song it had 
they 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 did a decent job with it, mm-hmm. and it actually felt like there was some meaning to it, as opposed to like an overly long intro or a random song where they're trying to feature somebody who's trying to make it big. Um, yeah. It seemed like it had meaning. It had it had some kind of tenderness to it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you were doing with this Vizzy Pop, but. It was not what I was expecting. I 100% agree. I I watched it and I was now granted. I'm not I'm not gonna be like banging this on my Spotify, but I was impressed. I was impressed with the work put into this. I was impressed with uh, the emotion they put into this. The only thing I can really say is for a lullaby, he is belting these notes out at the end. He is hitting <laughs> these notes hard as hell. I'm like, there's no way she's asleep. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. It's like, I don't know, having Whitney Houston sing you a lullaby. <laughs> yeah. Be like, fucking, my heart will go on as your, as your lullaby <laughs> just starts hitting the, hitting the high notes on the chorus. You're just like, oh, God. I know yeah, you're not a big musical guy, but it also, that vibe also reminds me of, like, that one song in Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ Superstar, where, like, I think Mary's trying to get Jesus, baby Jesus, to go to sleep, and like they do a whole number out of it <laughs> with a cat with the cast and the chorus and everything, and I'm like, nice, nice sentiment, but a baby's not falling asleep to that. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't think you understand how like babies work. <laughs> I liked the song. I liked the effort put in. Uh, there is no way a child is going to sleep to this song, or at least like the last twenty five seconds of this song. <laughs> Yeah, I remember because I was very surprised it caught me off guard. I was waiting for the obnoxious cut as early as two minutes. And at uh, about two and a half minutes, I was very amazed that there wasn't a pubescent sex joke. (laughs) And then it all ended. Well, yeah. Two minutes, 45 seconds. Well, yeah, (laughs) because. Oh, so like right after you expect that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so, I don't know if that was intentional or not, but I hate it. <laughs> um, so we finished the song. The daughter somehow goes to sleep. Octavia, by the way, is the daughter's name. I remember the daughter's name. And and for this for the sake of for the sake of argument or for the sake of proving that I do, uh, I also know the owl demon's name. It is Stolis. Haha, <laughs> killing it so far on character names. Um, and then we're gonna fuck it up and three seconds because i don't know the wife's name at all (laughs) i don't think they say it i think yeah the only character name i caught i think blitz makes an appearance (laughs) do you think blitz makes an appearance yeah i think blitz makes an appearance did you watch the episode (laughs) yeah i mean all of the characters look exactly the same so (laughs) they kind of do so you know he sings the song and the daughter inexplicably goes to sleep after this belted performance and then we uh, we get like a close-up on the daughter's face as she's sleeping and we get a smash cut the daughter's a teen now and we hear that the stolas the owl demon and his wife uh in an argument and she and she's yelling about the fact that the the owl demon's been been knocking his owl cloaca against uh blitz yep <laughs> At about three minutes in, I said, oh, yeah, this is what I expected. Yeah, uh, yeah, this is about what you expect. 
Um, yeah, the, the the emotional tender scenes are are not the aren't what I was expecting. Um, so right. I, I do have to commend them on the emotional scenes for subverting my expectations. Yeah, and then and then just like the smash cut, just being like, okay, yeah, you thought, okay, no, I think that's exactly <laughs> what they were going for. So we so we get the smash cut. They're fighting about the fact that the owl demon's been been fucking blitz, or blitz has been fucking. The Owl Demon, I guess. That is that is the assumption I get. Um, yeah, a lot of lot of jokes that don't land about who's the top and who's the bottom, and I'm just lost. I was also okay. I'm glad you're lost because I was trying to figure it out while I was watching as well. The, the Owl Demon gives off. Uh, I mean, I don't have like real skin in the game, but the Owl Demon gives off some bottom vibes. Um, no, I'd agree. Okay. Oh, good. Uh, killing it so far. Um, See his jacket. <laughs> Yeah, his robe. <laughs> his robe that like he hangs like halfway down his arms. So we so they are fighting about, you know, the owl demon cheating. And she the the daughter puts on a song uh, that it sings about the the world is burning. Um and I have a comment to make about that later cuz I'm I was a little I was confused enough that I checked the credits to see something about this song. But so we get a song and it's uh, it's like the world is burning around me. It's got like a real like electronic emo vibe to it. Um, yes. She walks uh, into the kitchen and the wife is yelling. Uh her her main complaint appears to be twofold. A that he fucked an imp and B that he did it in their bed. Um yes. And I have and- one question about this which is what the fuck is an imp or like what the fuck is like the hierarchical difference between like the owl demon and an imp like is there is there like imp racism or is it like a classism thing like i want to know what ism it is so i know what to be upset about you'd think that like in hell everybody would be like there because they're bad on some level like they're just fundamentally bad and that there wouldn't necessarily be a hierarchy, but I do not agree with that. I feel like since hierarchies are very much used towards evil purposes, that hell definitely does have hierarchies. You think hell should only have hierarchies? Oh, uh, interesting. Yeah, the most, therefore, uh, the military is hell. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, you heard I did it here catch first. That part, I did catch that part about them, like her being mad at that he was with an imp. Because I I caught the line that she called him imp sucking, yeah. and uh, I I just had to like is like a meme down there like when you nut but they still imp sucking is that <laughs> is that what's happening Yeah, yeah. When when you nut but but he's still imp sucking it, it it means that like you know you suck you sucking on the imp you know yeah you know all, all the all the cool kids in hell are saying it you you imp suck you imp sucking bro. and so this part oh this is why i thought i was confused about like is it like a classism thing because she like the wife like pulls out an imp out of like thin air and she like throws it at him and she goes do you want to fuck this one too and the imp's wearing like a tuxedo and he like appears to be like a butler type thing and i was like okay did he fuck like hell's version of like a servant like what's or like a did he hell did he fuck like hell's version of like a worker working class person? <gasps> Does yes. that make Blitz a working class hero? Or a class traitor. Ooh, interesting. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And after that, I noticed that they have a carnivorous plant in their balcony. The only thing I could think of was that Vivian Medrano has obviously, obviously seen Little Shop of Horrors once or twice. Yes. Because that is the plot of Little Shop of Horrors, <laughs> the plant. They have, a, uh, they have a bunch of them. I don't know if you noticed in the, she- in the scene where she like turns on the song and she walks down the hallway, but there's like a line of them. I did not notice that. Um, there's like a line of them, but they all have like their many eyes closed. Mm. One second. Gotcha. Do you hear a? Do you hear a helicopter? I do not. I hear a helicopter. It must be on my. You you okay over there, Alex Jones? Need some tinfoil? One second. <laughs> Okay, I think it's past. I don't hear it anymore. What were we talking about? Um, suddenly Seymour, Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, there are, there's like a line of them going down the hallway, and like their many eyes are closed. So they're presumably, I don't know, sleeping? I have those as a pet. <laughs> I just remember he feeds it what appears to be like a zebra steak. And I know I... it's a zebra steak because it has black and white on it. Yeah, you know, like zebra meat does. Much how much how cow steaks have spots on them. Yeah. <laughs> got the got the black and white splotches on them. Yeah, it's it's crazy when I you know when I get deer meat and it's got like some of the white parts on it. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I only remember that because the only other thing in his refrigerator is like a plastic bag full of mice, and I thought mm-hmm. that was kind of a funny detail because they're owls they are in this episode they are really leaning into the fact that they're like yes stolas is in stolas and his family are in fact owls in case you did not notice somebody told me you sounded like an owl (laughs) who (laughs) (laughs) damn you (laughs) oh so this is this is okay so in the next scene he he's like talking to the daughter and he's like what are you listening to and she says the world is burning around me by fuck you dad and then she says it's a band and i was confused by this because the song is actually called the world is burning around me like when she turns the song on that's the first like lyric we hear and so i was like okay is this actually by a group called fuck you dad like is that not a lie (laughs) So I had to, like, when the credits rolled, I had to watch the whole credits so I could see, like, who the song was credited to. And it was sung by the voice actor for Octavia, the daughter. Really? Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, that's a that's a cheap way to not have to deal with rights or licensing. Yeah, exactly. They just made up a song. But, okay, so I... So based on this point of what we've seen of the the teen daughter... I have a theory about the daughter. What's your theory about the daughter? This is galaxy brain shit. The daughter, in my opinion, is Vivienne Madrano when she was a teen. Or what she, like, Whoa. imagines herself to have been when she was a teen. Bro. Bro. Yeah, I'm not even high for that one. Whoa. <laughs> oh, uh, shit. And the next scene, they talk about the concept of infinity. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. That's that still scares me. Faye smoked me up and then made me watch a video about infinity. That was the scariest shit. I was my brain was not ready. So then the dad is like, 
let's do something today. Let's go to Lululand. Yes. Um, which I gotta say, low-key, I love the name of this amusement park. Lululand is an amusement park. I love that it's called Lululand. I think that's very funny. Yes. And he's like, you used to love it when you were a kid. And she was like, I was five. Which, first of all, is it... <laughs> Is it not PC to call this teen character a, a bitch if she's voiced by an adult? What's the what's the ethics on that? First of all, uh, child. <laughs> Let's. I'll start there. First of all, child. Amusement parks are awesome all the time. They're never not awesome. Yes. <laughs> Second of all, like once we get to the amusement park, this amusement park looks very fun. I just thought that scene was very edgy because it included a suicide joke. It does i have that written down as well because he's like yeah like we should go today and her response is um i'd rather kill myself no <sighs> yeah um stop that don't do that <laughs> vivian madrano there are a ton of things to joke about in the world i know sometimes it's hard to think of all of them but that's not one of them come on please stop we're begging you <laughs> um so then Dulles is like, we need bodyguards. And the reason is, in dialogue, this is what he says to his teen daughter, we're rich and we're hot, people want our money and our bodies. Please don't say that to your teen daughter. Horny dad alert. <laughs> yeah, c- fucking cool it, my man. Go to horny jail. <laughs> yeah, right away. <laughs> Go fucking touch some grass, motherfucker. <laughs> Although I guess he's not really a mother. That's like the problem of the show is that he's not a motherfucker. Oh, it really, really makes you think. Is he a mama fucker? <laughs> oh, only in a only if he were if uh, Jadena rapped a song about him. Yes. So he calls Blitz, which is we're like, actually, you have timestamps. Where, where at this point, where are we when Blitz comes into this episode? How far into this episode? Uh, are we? Roughly four and a half minutes in. Oh my god. Okay, so we're four and a half minutes in. We finally get the main character the show's about. and <laughs> Which is a very funny thing to observe. We come in on Blitz, and here are the prepubescent jokes you were waiting for, my man, because we come oh, in yeah. on Blitz. Uh, he's got two action figures that are apparently supposed to be uh, uh, his employees, and he is doing voices for them, uh, in which he says, let's have a threesome. My notes here are very funny to like, cause like when I would scroll past them quickly, I would come across a funny phrase. Um, so my first note is, I don't know what to say. Is he having out loud sexual fantasies of his three way with his employees? Uh, and then the very next line says, Oh, he's masturbating. Yes. Uh, I, I was very upset by this. I was like, Oh, Oh, he's, he's mass. I don't like that. I don't care for this, this, this tidbit. So you he, mentioned a Freudian slip. I don't think Freudian slips exist in this universe. I I'm 100 sure they don't. No, 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 no. In this universe, there is a there is a term for Freudian slip. It's called uh, bad writing. <laughs> <Got him>. Um, <laughs> <laughs> fucking fucking got him. Uh, <laughs> nailed <Nay-nayed>. it. <laughs> Whipped and nayed. <laughs> so so Blitz is uh, playing with his weird employee based action figures and touching himself and he gets the call from stolas and stolas is wildly horny on this phone call directly in front of his teen daughter 
Yeah, I actually, yeah, I, I, I picked up on that too. I, I literally wrote in all caps, why are you booty calling around your daughter? He, four minutes it's so awkward. He's like, he's having like phone sex, but it's like 10 in the morning and he's right in front of his teen daughter. Phone sex is a nighttime activity away from teens. That's my hot it, take. It can be during the day, but yes, definitely not around teens. <laughs> Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> you got a little defensive. It can be during the day. <laughs> it's like I imagine he's like dialing like a nine hundred number. Remember those like one nine hundred, and they charge you like a dollar fifty a minute. Yeah, no, that's what he's doing. That's that's Blitz's number. <laughs> all numbers in hell are one nine hundred numbers because you have all to right. pay for all of them. Comrade Blitz getting uh, getting extra phone tolls from rich people. Yeah. Blitz is about his coin. <laughs> so he's, like, being real horny on this call. They do... It, admittedly, I, I thought this bit was kind of funny, where... I don't, I don't remember exactly what it is he says. It's that he calls uh, Blitz Big Dick Blitzy. Um... <laughs> which i want to say that is um that is my that is the name of my hatalia fanfic yes (laughs) so uh they do the bit where like they like alternate between blitz and uh the daughter saying like what the fuck they're saying like the same sentence but like they alternate the words i thought that bit was pretty funny and so then he said uh blitz says that he doesn't want to do anything as like a bodyguard which is what stolz is asking him to be a bodyguard he's like we're assassins and then he says the line don't invite us to shit unless someone's gonna die which i mean in stolz's defense and with the gift of retrospect many people do die in this episode or many demons do die in this episode or, nice, uh, or, nice smooth correction there. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I again, I'm unclear now on what like the difference between like a person who died and went to hell versus an imp versus a demon is. But I'll get I'll get into that later because I have a I have a whole rant about why I'm confused. Yes. So then let's see here. He talks about he he says the line uh, at one point. He's like, "Don't call me for your perverted bird needs," which I have to say that is my. That is the name of my Rio fanfic. I'm now just doing this bit. I'm, everything from this conversation is the name of my fanfic. So we've moved beyond band names and gone to fanfics. Yeah, we, we've gone to fanfics. So then he, so he says, also in this conversation, he says the phrase, if you try to fuck in my ass, completely separating out, like, who's meant to be the bottom in this, like, relationship. Fucking my ass is not the right phrase. If someone said, do you want to fuck in my ass? I think I would leave that situation. I would be like, never mind. It'd be, yeah, JC would be like, okay, that's definitely a bot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just swiped right on a bot. Yeah, this isn't right. Because he's like, I don't want your, like, feathery bird ass on my face. And then he's like, no, like, I want, I want you, like, and then he mentions his daughter. And then Blitz is like, well, I guess if she washes it, um, which I definitely don't care for because that implicates, <laughs> that implies that Blitz, Blitz out here trying to, Blitz out here trying to eat teen ass. That's gross. I don't care for that. I don't know if that's like the implication they were going for, if they just didn't like think about it or think about the implication from the line. I don't know if there was much thinking done about this. <laughs> yeah, they de- th- yeah they weren't thinking about this ep- about this part 
they're they're like what gets us to the emotionally fraught conversation that we've written for the end of this episode what nice. whatever gets us there okay machiavelli <laughs> yeah the ends justify the means <laughs> And at the end, yeah. of, at the end of this episode, is an emotionally fraught conversation. So if we got to talk about teen ass eaten, then that gets us there. Yeah, the only observation I had about that particular point in the show is that the dad does seem awful. <laughs> he does. He does seem pretty awful. I mean, yeah, like the the wife is upset, and then he like turns around. He's like, "Time to call the person." She caught me cheating with in front of my teen daughter. What are you doing? Yeah, I don't. I don't really. Don't really like care that that's like supposed to be the shtick of the whole thing that everybody's awful. That's just like an actually awful thing to do. Yeah, I like fucks up a kid. Not only to like call the person you cheated on your daughter's mother with in front of your daughter but then to be like we're gonna go to an amusement park with the person i cheated with that's yes. weird <laughs> that is a weird scenario um yeah like I, do, I don't know how much thinking was put into this but it seems like there was a little bit um yeah because that I, I get yeah that's true that does come up later but so then like we cut to actually before we get to the next scene there is something I want to talk about, like, timeline-wise, because I've been thinking about this, because I've been t- trying to think about when this episode takes place in the timeline, because they're arguing about the fact that the wife caught the dad, or the wife caught the owl demon fucking Blitz in their bed, which is which happens in the pilot episode, but it happens in a flashback which would indicate that timeline-wise, this episode takes place before the pilot. Bro. <laughs> Am I thinking too much about this? <laughs> I think you're thinking harder than anybody has ever thought about Vivzy Pop, and hence this is why we're here. Yeah, you're welcome, everybody. This is this is what I'm here for. I, I think JC Seaver, on brand as always. I'm thinking about the real issues. When does this episode take place? <laughs> So then we we move on and it cuts to the amusement park and like Blitz and Moxie and Millie are there and they're dressed up as like uh as like bodyguards they got like the they got like the suits on they got the earpiece in they're decked out secret service looking motherfuckers and they come in this is where we are introduced to our B and C plots that we're going to come through the first of which is that Moxie doesn't like amusement parks and Millie loves amusement parks and they leave. They are like not here to like bodyguard this demon at all. Yes. Or I guess not until the end or towards the end of the episode. But they're they are there to like play a play like an amusement park game. And so they, they like, piss off and, like, go and play an amusement park game. It's one of those ones where you have to, like, shoot a target to make the target fall down. And the the guy who runs it is, like, a big, weird grifter. And so he's, like, it's, like, the scam where, like, you shoot the target. But, like, if it doesn't, like, fall down, then, like, oh, man, like, I, it didn't fall down. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Which didn't... Okay, let me start here. What did you think about this, about this plot line? I thought that one of the characters observed that it was deeply upsetting and unpleasant, and I'm just thinking, 
Yeah. <laughs> That's your universe. And you're in a demented amusement park in your demented universe. Yeah. That's what you signed up for. It's what you signed up for, Super Chief. Oh, yeah. Like the creepy animatronics they do. Where it's yes. like the dinosaur with like its head on upside down. Loki, I would go to an, an amusement park that has like really weird animatronics. Would you or would you just get scared? I would go. I don't think animatronics are particularly scary or off-putting. Unless they like could do something that like like lurches at me. I don't care for that. I was about to say, you're, you're definitely not a fan of jump scares. I'm not a fan of jump scares. Mostly because it feels, it feels like a cheap scare. Because it just like preys on the fact that like people naturally jump when they're surprised i don't think that's like a i don't think that's fair <laughs> it's not fair so my problem here with the with the like the grifter the scan the scammer is they're doing the like carny thing of like the carny thing that doesn't you know it doesn't work and he's like oh no like that sucks but I don't think it works here because the reason like carny scams or like carnival scams work is because they like pack up and move on. Like this doesn't this doesn't work because you can only do it one day. Right. Like you can you can realistically only do it to anybody who comes here for the first time ever. Like this doesn't work because you don't like pack up and move to the next town tomorrow. Like like these motherfuckers are coming back and then your griff's not going to work because they know uh in my experience if you go to like an amusement park and you like obviously like win but like it doesn't fall down they'll just give you a prize because they don't want you to like catch on to the grift they'll just like give it to you but so like yeah. if you like hit it like head on like that they'll just give you the prize but if it like if you like slightly miss like if it like bounces off the side or if you like kind of kind of you know like miss it a little bit if you're like a little off target they'll be like damn dog that sucks ass i'm sorry so i can't sorry for you bro yeah like if there's even a shred of plausible deniability they'll, they'll take it but yeah if it's if it's patently true then like they're too scared of a lawsuit or are you complaining <laughs> yeah exactly so so this this like subplot didn't work for me mostly because i was like i don't think he would be this obvious with this grift <laughs> Yeah, is there, like, a, uh, does Lucifer have, like, a consumer protection agency? Uh, excuse me, it is said in dialogue that this is not related to Lucifer. They are very concerned with this, um, intellectual property and copyright yes. law. Which admittedly was pretty funny to me, because they walk in and the mascot, which is an apple for some reason, uh, is like, just try to sue us. And I was like, haha, that's pretty funny. Um, yeah, I think... And this is not something I'm, I'm going to find myself saying much but about a busy pop show, but it got me thinking about, like, oh, yeah, like, ghouls really hate it if you try and sue them. Like, since, I guess since it's, like, so public and a judge can ask for a lot, and, mm -hmm. you know, they might not get punished for it, but, you know, they're, the evidence is going to live forever. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. So that... This is pretty funny to me. And then But also it doesn't work because who are you going to sue and on what grounds? This is hell. Nobody cares about IP law. Yeah, this is the thing. I I'm very confused about what the rules of hell are. Cause sometimes it seems like a lawless wasteland. And other times it feels like a 
weird like overly bureaucratic land i'm very confused about like where where like the rules begin and end because on the one hand they apparently have very robust intellectual and copyright laws but on the other hand apparently there are also just like turf wars in the downtown area <laughs> so i'm i'm very confused about like the level of lawlessness of hell it could be Vivzy Pop is very mad about licensing costs and copyright strikes, and I get that. You know it's what? It's tough being a creator out there. You know what? I do get it. You're right, Vivzy Pop. Keep keep on this particular vein. We like this. Two thumbs up. Let's Unless see. that's copywritten. <laughs> and then, so the, so the mascot tries to talk to, like, uh, daughter Octavia and the owl demon and Blitz. And they kind of they kind of brush past him. This is where I can't remember what the mascot says. I didn't write it down. Oh, he's he says like she's creepy because or she's weird because the daughter tells him that he smells of corporate shame, which is uh, I don't entirely get the get what corporate shame means, but I like the phrase and I will be using that in the future. Yes, <laughs> unless that's some kind of intellectual property now. That does sound like a band name, Corporate Shame. <laughs> we are Corporate Shame. That's an anarcho-punk band. Yes. <laughs> so, so then the the mascot's like, she's weird, uh, and Blitz go and Blitz says the line, "Wait till her dad tries to diddle your holes," which again, first of all, did get a chuckle. It does raise the question: Who is the bottom? Yes. I'm. Maybe he's a verse. Ooh, maybe, he's, maybe he's a verse. Maybe he's an oral top, but an anal bottom. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. I think you've cracked it. That's why. That's why I bring you on. You bring this. You bring this expertise. Yes. Uh, you need a rainbow <laughs> consultant. Yeah. <laughs> this is why. This is why I keep a buy man on the payroll. Yeah. So also, I'm not by myself. <laughs> I swear to God, I'll cut that out. <laughs> I would never, I would never cut it out. Good. Yeah, at, at, at that point in time, there's not much that I have written down there other than at seven minutes on the nose, I have Gooby Please, which, uh, for those of you who don't know, re- re- refers to a really old meme about, like, 2013 people... Uh, butchering intentionally like stories of Goofy and Donald Duck. I don't know this meme. Yeah, it's called Dolan. I wasn't actually really on the internet until like 2015. <laughs> Despite being a 26-year-old man. Yes. <laughs> I mean, not ev- in high school not everybody had your extensive knowledge about metal, so. Yeah, heavy metal or the Greek alphabet or... or check or cyrillic or yeah. or uh catholic church <laughs> maybe yeah. the catholic church but how dare you that's because catholics are weird like that i was the catholic in <laughs> king george high school i mean yeah it's a very protestant place <laughs> yeah exactly i was the i was the i was the guy if you wanted to know anything about catholicism probably didn't talk to me because nobody nobody had like catholic questions <laughs> the catholic questions i got was you're catholic are you like gay 
Like, I'm, I don't yes. understand your logic, and I'm going to need you to walk me through that. And... Fellas, the gay to be Catholic. I mean, you do consume a man every week. And drink his fluids. Yeah, out here eating men and drinking his fluids. Seems pretty gay to me. That sounds pretty gay, dog. I don't know what, what y'all think. What y'all think. have it down that somebody apparently didn't have a good time in disneyland oh right because they're talking about lululand and i think there was like something amusement park that had that ended in world and like that just seemed to be a veiled reference at like somebody who didn't like disneyland but liked disney world uh this is because uh lululand is based off of the lucifer sponsored lulu world uh, okay. Yeah, so it's Lulu Land, but Lulu is spelled with two O's in each Lulu. Yes. Um, and then there's Lulu World, and the Lus have U's instead of double O's. I'm glad. I'm, that's why I keep you around to catalog yeah. all of this extensive knowledge about the Vezzy Pop universe. Yeah, this is. I, I'm becoming the. Um, I'm becoming the Sarah Zed of Vivzy Pop. I'm. I'm yes. the. I'm the internet archivist of Vivzy Pop media. Yes. I hate this job and I don't want it. <laughs> but does I'll... it pay? No. Does it pay? No. Do I get like a slight hit of serotonin every time I see someone listen to the first Sevzy Pop episode? Uh, hell yeah, I do. <laughs> we love you, listeners, wherever you are. Yeah, we we love you wherever you are. Even you. There's like one guy who keeps downloading episodes who lives in like southern England. Um, I love you in particular. Uh, and if you're on Twitter, please DM me to say to tell me what you find so charming about the show. Cause because yeah. I feel like this is like a quintessentially like Southern American humor. And based on the number of downloads I'm getting from England, I need to know what you're digging about it. <laughs> Watch them be like, you know how we have Tiaboos here? <laughs> People who are, like, real weird about, like, real, like, into, not weird, real, like, into America, like, all that. They're like, they're like, oh, I drink, I'm, I'm eating French fries. <laughs> they're like, they're like you mean chips? French fries and peanut butter and, uh, I, uh, drink corn syrup. <laughs> Out of a red Solo cup. <laughs> i would i would love that what do you call a what do you call like a weeb for america i'm sure there's a word for it but i really can't think of one the only the only one i can think of off the top of my head is uh i think americano would be funny Mm. uh a burger boo a burger boo (laughs) you're a burger king (laughs) a burger squire yeah, uh, yeah. If you're out there and you're listening and you're on Twitter, uh, please DM me because I need to know what you're, what what you love about this podcast. I'm. And if you don't understand any of our American references, please let us know. We want to make our show accessible to you. I want to make my show very accessible because you're listening to, to it a lot, and because <laughs> so I I need to like you're like a good amount of my of my listenership at this point and i want to make it more accessible to you personally yeah so this is why you get on these things on the ground floor yeah um, i make it hella accessible to my 
my cool, cool Anglo fans. Yes. I'm, um, I'm an Anglophile now. <laughs> yes. Um, um, let's see. But moving right along. Yeah, moving I right think, along. I think um, the next note I have of substance was that I found it funny that a character said the word ho and then made a sex joke. Yeah, that's that's Blitz. Blitz tells Moxie and Millie to like go have fun. He's like, go take your hoe and have some fun. And then he winks very obviously. I could have taken or leaving that in personally, um, but it was a choice to leave it in, and I feel of way about that choice. Yes. <laughs> so then they like move right along. Stolas gets like weirdly horny in front of God and everyone, and Blitz declares that he is quote not a daytime hooker, uh, and then yells at someone who looks at him funny because he sh- that's what he shouted that. Um, because yes. he shouts like I'm. I said I'm not one prude. It's like I, I feel like I feel like the look wasn't that she thought you were a daytime hooker. I feel like the look was that you shouted I'm not a daytime hooker. I also have it written down that somebody says bitch at like eight and a half minutes. Um, that I'd, and at eight minutes I said I'd go to a theme park if they had dragons. Yeah, because they they go to um Moxie and Millie go to the roller coaster and there's like a dragon at the roller coaster and that looks cool as hell, fucking dope. Admittedly, the um, the, the way the dragons animated is is pretty cool and I do dig it. Oh, and also at about eight minutes twenty seconds, I. Uh, Noticed that the animation was a little bit choppy. Somebody was walking past a scene, and their movement was like kind of, kind of like halted and uh, jumpy. The yeah, the the only thing I can say about that is that the FPS level is magic, the frames <laughs> per second level. Yeah, on that on that magic level. Well, that's just yes. uh, you know, like when there's like really obvious like goofs on like the old scooby-doo animation because there it was like hand drawn and so like you would like hand draw it on like an animation cell they just did that it's it's an homage you uncultured bitch it's an homage to the to the to the starters it's an homage to scooby-doo yes <laughs> it needs more great danes personally but i it does need more Great Danes, actually. You're you're correct. It needs significantly more Great Danes and more ascots. If we're gonna get just more '70s clothing in general, I think and that would make this me, show. And you called me weirdly horny for the '70s. Uh, um, everyone, everyone's weirdly horny for the '70s, except for people who lived through the '70s. Yes. Nobody who lived through the '70s thinks '70s fashion is cool, which is why the older generation should get out of the way because I'm bringing bell bottoms and deep V's back. Yes. And, and the, hairy chests. Yeah. And those, um, I, I got, well, I've got that part down. Don't worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> nice. um, also at eight minutes, 35 seconds. I, uh, this is when I think it was, it was blitz calls somebody a prude. Yeah. Um, yeah. He calls the that, lady a prude for saying that. Yeah. It's like everybody I don't like is a prude. Yep. Like, I feel like that's like an insult in this world, but mm-hmm. also like an insult to like people who don't like this show <laughs> that they don't like it because they're prudes. Yeah. They're prudes. You're a prude yeah. and I'm a prude. Stop being prudish. Love this show. Together. Just love it. You prude. Yeah. <laughs> well, once you get past the prude level, they, you, you start getting called a bitch. Don't worry. Yes. We'll get, we'll get to bitch level. I'm working on it. 
we're getting there. I just run out of motivation when writing episodes, so we just we do like one of these every. There's it's too much space between each episode of Sevzy Pop for us to get to bitch level. We started we we got to start doing this like more often. I don't know if my brain can handle it. <laughs> Your, your mental health just takes a stark decline. <laughs> Thanks to you, I'm on all kinds of meds. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm sorry about that, buddy. You better be. Okay, so then here they go into a big tent. It's like a big top tent. And inside is... Okay, I'm a little confused on the clown. So there's a clown in there. I'm very confused on if he's meant to be an animatronic or a demon. I don't get it, but I'm here for it because the yo this guy his name is Clown. <laughs> Again, bringing up bringing up early episodes of hit Hulu show East Los High. <laughs> I'm it. just mad that they didn't have uh, Clown anymore. Yeah, they they stop they stopped showing Clown after like episode two. That's a goddamn shame. <laughs> so so they 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 show the they show this like animatronic demon clown his name is fizzaroli which i mean it's interesting that that's confirmation that italians can go to hell that's they just have to eat pineapple on pizza yeah. The whole time. <laughs> yeah if if you're italian and you eat pineapple on pizza or or if you uh if you forget to salt pasta water hell immediately uh, that's what you have to eat for eternity. Yeah, <laughs> unsalted pasta, water, and uh, and pep, uh, pineapple pizza. So 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 we get the clown Fizzaroli, who does like a little song, and the song for a song that is at a show primarily for children, it gets really into like copyright law, <laughs> like intellectual property laws. Comrade uh, Fizzaroli. <laughs> Good for good for Fizzaroli. Good for him. <laughs> He's he said, "Fuck these copyright laws. You think I'm doing this bullshit down here in hell?" So uh, everybody hates this hates hates the show uh, except for Stolas. Do you think if you're just like a demon prince, you've probably seen worse than like a weird clown? It just doesn't affect you at all. You are worse than a demon clown that doesn't affect you at all. <laughs> You're like you're like oh I'm a I'm a better bitch than this motherfucker. <laughs> I mean that's that's how I assess any public space though. I just look around and I'm like, am I the baddest bitch in this room? Yes, awesome. I'm the... Is that why you liked uh, social distancing in the grocery store so much? Hell yeah. It was an, an easier determination to make. Yeah, I can I can really size up if I'm the baddest bitch at this Harris Teeter. <laughs> the answer is always yeah. No bad bitches go to Harris Teeter. <laughs> Aldi, on the other hand. Yeah, Aldi's only bad bitches. I can't go there. <laughs> oh no, the cheap groceries! <laughs> oh, so here's a fun fact about Fizzaroli. He is voiced by the voice actor... Uh, or the voice actor who voices him is the uh, person who portrays Beetlejuice in the recent Beetlejuice musical. Really? Uh, yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting. I, w- I did kind of, like, catch on to that, because I was like, this, is, like, he's just doing Beetlejuice. Like, the voice he's doing is just, like, a Beetlejuice voice, so, like, is... I figured it was either Beetlejuice, or he was trying to do the clown from It. 
but like the classic one, not like the more recent one. The one, the one played by Tim Curry instead of Bill Skarsgård. Yes. You know, if you're if you're a clown from It connoisseur, which apparently you are. Yeah, I. <laughs> I go to I go to like uh, the, I go to like a vineyard and I'm like, this is very Tim Curry, this is very Tim Curry clown from It. You know. <laughs> Wine connoisseurs, sommeliers, they 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 compare wine taste to weird shit. I would imagine at least one has compared the taste of wine to the way a clown is in yeah. general. Yeah. So you gotta. You, there's like some things you gotta tell the table. You gotta tell them. You know, what are its legs? What are the notes? You know, what do, you know? What do you get when you like swirl it or whatever? I don't know that much about wine. Um, like, what do you get when you swirl it? And what clown is it in popular media? <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it has very has very nice legs. You can really get, you know, a, a nice bouquet. Uh, yes. Also, it is distinctly a Bill Skarsgård It movie part one. <laughs> I'd say this this Italian Chianti, very commedia dell'arte. <laughs> this is this is very this is very much a Joker, but Joker from like the dark knight this is a this is very much a heath ledger joker <laughs> i would to be honest that would really i would start like going to vineyards and learning about wine if i could compare them to clowns i mean you can compare them to clowns so that, what do you think sommeliers do all day you're you're right well the sommelier is the clown <laughs> whoa so meta <laughs> this wine is very me <laughs> slowly I... puts on a nose and a <laughs> uh that would be very funny i would i would get really into wine if i could do all of that <laughs> i love the scary animatronics during fizzaroli's song they're like stiff and like low-key kind of scary um i love it i'm super into that <laughs> yes uh okay so the the daughter runs away the daughter runs out of the the big top because she gets upset. Blitz is talking to, uh, or like Blitz fo- goes to follow them to bodyguard or whatever. And Fizzaroli calls his ass out, call out post. And he, he ca- first of all, he calls him Blitzo, which is funny. And he reveals that Blitzo's like backstory, or at least some part of his backstory is that he used to be a clown at this amusement park and apparently wasn't popular, which does not surprise me. And he call- All clowns are tops. So. <laughs> well, yeah, that's why they perform in the big top. Ha! <laughs> Fucking got him. <laughs> All clowns are two things, hung and tops. <laughs> Happy Pride Month. <laughs> so he, uh, so he calls out blitz and he he does like this screed about how like nobody loved blitz but like everybody loves him uh and that like he's like does anybody love you now and blitz says no which is a very really we're really with this line we're really getting back to our like our hot topic roots like our our 2009 to hot topic roots and you know what i appreciate that <laughs> uh it, again bringing back bringing it back to the wine metaphor i took a sip now this is a distinct 2009 
<laughs> very cringy. Makes all of your insides twist into a knot. Yeah, this wine is cringe. <laughs> Not based. Not based. Not based. <laughs> um, so Blitz says no, nobody loves him. But now he's good with guns. And then he pulls out, and I want to be very clear about this. He pulls out a sniper rifle and shoots it like it is a machine gun. Now I'm not a big fan of guns, and I think I've only shot one in my life. But and I don't want to flex my knowledge of guns here. Uh that's not how sniper rifles work. Uh, sniper rifles primarily shoot one shot, and if you get, like, a good and you can shoot, it's, like, automatic, so you can just, like, keep shooting rather than, like, having to manually load a, uh, you know, like, load, reload a cartridge. Um, so, not how a sniper rifle works. (laughs) But we get a, but we get a cool action scene, and as a soft-brained man, I do love me a good action scene. I'm a soft-brained baby bitch, and I do love a good action scene. Uh, So he shoots at the clown, and the clown, like, sonic rolls at him and, like, explodes stuff. I appreciate that. I love a good good character who rolls, like, sonic and destroys things. So you like action scenes and explosions. Are you Michael Bay's biggest fan? Uh, fucking, how dare you? How dare you attack me like this? No! I did watch the first Transformers movie a lot, though. But I was in middle school when it came out, so I was, like, the ideal audience. Yes. I was a I was a soft-brained, like, middle schooler when that movie came out, so it was perfectly for me. It's, it's a movie where stuff blows up, there, there's, like, explosions and a battle in a city, uh, and also Bumblebee pees oil on a dude. Yes. Of course I loved that movie. <laughs> okay, so you're into water sports. Got it. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, disclaimer here, not into water sports. Moving on. Allegedly. Uh, n- not allegedly, not. <laughs> not not at all into it. Anyway, also, even if I were, don't kink shame. <laughs> anyway, so they have like a big battle between... Blitz and Fizzaroli, clown v clown, clown yeah, on clown violence. On we hate part. to see it. Uh, what was that? I don't really care about clown on clown violence. They can solve their own problems. <laughs> I kind of tuned out on that uh, on that part of the show. <laughs> You're just eyes glazed over for the clown on clown violence. You're like, whatever, man. Yes. <laughs> You're like, this is this is exactly what it's like to watch two hosts on Fox News fight. <laughs> <laughs> this is what it's like when you this is what it's like when youtubers box tiktokers <laughs> clown on clown violence yes so while this is happening octavia the the, the daughter uh runs into like a fun house crying um she's very upset stolas follows her in he's attacked a couple times by imps by the way while we've been talking about this, imagine that just, like, every three minutes or so, they're in the amusement park. There's a scene where, like, someone tries to hurt, like, an, like a group of imps try to hurt Stolas, and someone shoots one of them through the head. Anyway, so someone, like, tries to, like, grabs onto him, and he kind of does, like, a, I'm supposed to be being bodyguarded right now. And then Millie, Millie shoots it through the head. 
the the bodyguarding is like not even a real obstacle in this episode (laughs) there's no like real danger that he is in uh and i think that's like partially the point is that like he's not in real danger because he's like an extremely powerful demon lord um yes but like (laughs) the the amount to which the the bodyguarding is not a problem was wild to me yes Let's see, was that the scene where Octavia is accidentally Scottish? Yes, yes, because that's, she gets up and she runs out. Okay, so, because she runs out and she's like, ah, I gotta get out of here, or something like that. Like, she, she hits, like, she hits a Scottish accent. And so I looked it up, because I was confused as well. I was like, is it just, like, a Scottish actress voicing someone British, and... They just, like, fucked up. They just, like, pulled out the wrong accent. And pulled out the rock, wrong accent is partially true, because the person who voices Octavia is an American actress, and so I think she just fucked up her British accent and accidentally did a Scottish one for that part. And just, I don't know if just nobody caught it or nobody cared, or if they just didn't have time to go back and redo it. I don't know, but they left in this very Scottish line. Yeah, she uh, she was actually thinking about Shrek, as we all do. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't know, I don't know about her, but when I was watching Fizzaroli's song, I was thinking about Shrek. I was like, yes. I would rather be watching Shrek, and then Shrek two, uh, and then Shrek again. I mean, this is what the world would be like if, like, the Shrek team was actually the bad team of animators, but <laughs> the good animators were on the Shrek team, and the bad ones were animating for Bibsy Pop. God damn. Ooh, yeah, fucking I, get him. Yeah, hot hot fire. <laughs> you didn't you don't love this animation? Not a fan? They all look the same, so. There are moments where the animation is charming to me. Uh they are there's not a lot really to say about it, but like there are moments. I thought Fizzaroli was animated fun. Um, but that's Actually, that's about it. One second, another helicopter just came in. Okay, I think it passed over. Where were we? Talking about how you think, how you thought that the uh, animation was charming at times. Oh, yeah, the, so like, Fizzaroli's charming. I'm trying to think of what else I found charming. There's, like, a random scene where they have, like, a baby, and I thought the baby was relatively charming. Oh, you know what I felt, you know what I thought was charming? What's that? It was at uh, 11 minutes, 34 seconds, Blitz calls the clown an overrated sellout jester. Ha! got him yeah oh yeah he does he does call him that which is funny to me because he calls him a ripoff of an overrated sellout jester and i just want to know is that really something you can rip off (laughs) is that like a thing you can rip off also like this it it sort of like does this thing that happens sometimes in fibsy pop stuff like they say a line like expecting it to land like really hard to be like a real a real knee slapper a real notable line but it's obviously not they emphasize it too hard that's one of those moments yep yep they 
they sure do uh oh this is also the scene where he like um the clown like knocks him out of the out of like the big top tent and he lands and he shoots a gun at the clown and the clown like catches it in his mouth and he hits the line do you did you write down what it is i don't think i did he says oh what a mouth yes but he my my thing about this here is he said it he says it with like a weird inflection because he says it like he says it like oh what a mouth like you know like he he says it weird and i was like i don't think that's the right inflection but i don't think they just wanted to go back and re-record it yes a lot of similar story with the scottish accent yeah a lot yeah some of some of the lines just sound like they didn't want to like re-record or do like a second take oh my god uh a very the room-esque kind of discontinuity (laughs) yeah it's just it's just like do you want to do a second take nope perfect moving on Um, I did notice um, that uh, at twelve minutes and three seconds, it sounds like it sounds like a pretty uh, pretty clear foghorn leghorn reference. Oh yeah, it's like ow! I said ow. (laughs) Again, that's an homage to noted demon character foghorn leghorn. Yes. <laughs> Noted imp Foghorn Leghorn. Yes. I I did I do remember that and I do found I did find that very funny. I said, ow <laughs> I think oh, and um and to correct myself earlier, I did catch that line about what a mouth. That was like twelve oh. minutes and fifty seconds. Yes. Which wasn't too far away from um a scene that another little scene that kind of confused me as stern looking dad was with ostensibly his daughter and saying something and i was confused is he a british boomer or a mafioso dad oh both you can be a british mafioso there's mafiosos in britain uh so i hear um but yeah he's got like he's got like this really overly tanned red face well, he's but he's also kind of like dressed a stir the way a stern dad would be in the seventies. I mean, I think I think they just read our minds about seventies fashion, and they're like, you know what, this does fuck. Yes, it's just oh, it's because the accent is vaguely British. Yes, the accent he does is vaguely British, but it very much sounds like someone trying to put on a British accent rather than like a real one. Where he's like, oh my god, you ruined another picture! It's like, oh, what's happening? Why are you doing this accent? And then he says he wished the child was never born. Which, put a pin in that, because I want to bring back this and multiple other things that I I wrapped up into this in my brain later. But we, we'll get to it after like we finish like recapping the episode. Yes. Yeah, I was kind of... I was kind of uh, disappointed, actually, because I wanted to hear somebody's fun impression of an Italian accent. <laughs> Just watch the Pixar movie Luca. Yes. <laughs> so then we get it. We get into the funhouse. Stolis goes in, and the the scene. Anybody who's seen the episode at this point, this is what they've been waiting for us to talk about. He goes and he sits down with the daughter, and they have a very emotional scene where. He's like, what's wrong? Because she's crying. And she she says uh, something to the effect of, like, um, uh, I don't want to be here. 
are you gonna are you gonna run away with him and go somewhere where I can't find you the the dad like starts to respond but he lo- he loses the words he doesn't have like the words to respond and then he he's like I'll never go where you can't find me and then they hug they hug it out uh and then they come out of the uh of the fun house what do you think of this scene I want, I'm curious about your perspective here so I noted that I'd be sad if I was there too <laughs> like it's an awful awful place to be with with awful people mm-hmm. um and then I noticed that you know Octavia, she needs therapy really badly. Yes, my girl and needs therapy. I was therapy. also sort of, sort of like baffled because I was sympathizing with the Vizipop character. They get you like that, right? <laughs> they... And then I felt like it was a little bit homophobic. Ooh, well, this is a hot take. I want to hear. Okay, hit me with it. What's your right, What's so your logic like... breakdown? Uh, 14 minutes 45 seconds okay they yeah they hit that line about oh you're gonna run off with another guy mm-hmm. like, is this supposed to be your gay or bi dad running off with a guy he's cheating on your mom with is yes. that how Bibsy pop thinks that gay dads are or yes dads are? that's how gay dads are good i'm, I'm glad to see that stereotype being perpetuated. it's it's perfect they hit it they hit it on the head perfectly <laughs> That's that's how it works. That's the rules. <laughs> this is kind of a weird scene. Emotionally, I felt it was fairly compelling until I realized it's with a character that up until this point has only been for like gag dick jokes or like for like gag sex jokes. Like like up until this point this has been like a gag character and now like they they hit that they hit the brakes they do like a real fast u-turn on us and now there's like this emotionally fraught scene with this character i think i like it i like the impulse to do it i did i had a hard time with the way it was actually implemented i think mostly because a i don't actually understand the relationship between stolas and blitz it seems like because so far what we've what we've kind of fleshed out is the owl demon's very horny and Blitz is not into it. And I don't think that is enough of like a fleshed out relationship between these two characters for them to be doing this like, are you going to run away with him subplot? Right. Um, yeah, that, that, it, it definitely seems a little bit like out of line. Like it doesn't fit. Yeah, it does feel a little out of place. I think they should have done this episode later after they've fleshed out who Stolas is once we once we flesh out like who's this character because at this point we've only seen him in two episodes we saw him in the pilot when his role was just he shows up and makes censored out sex comments at blitz that blitz doesn't like and we've seen him in the first episode with plot where he again does basically the same thing but instead of blitz is like uncomfortable it's at like a convenient time for him so like we haven't really fleshed out this relationship even in this episode we haven't really fleshed it out like what we've seen so far is blitz is here to do a job and the owl demon's very horny yes yeah this is this my friends is is why we is why jc watches this stuff to uh to 
to dissect these these finer points. Yeah, this is um, the, this is what I'm here for. I I have a I'm degree just, in political science for this. I'm just here to point out that a a weird taxidermy shop, but a, the, like the kind that uh, Octavia wants to go to, I think JC would dig. <laughs> and that the ending cre- and that B the ending credit music is midi riffic. It's very midi riffic. Very fake. But, all right, so. They have this emotionally fraught scene. Dolus carries uh, Octavia out. He's like, let's go home. And he, like, carries her out. It's, like, a very, like, triumphant scene, almost. Meanwhile, the the clown-on-clown violence has reached a boiling point. The park is on fire, and it it explodes. And as uh, Stolas leaves the park, the other, our three imps, hit the ground because they've gone flying from the explosion. Octavia talks about wanting... Uh, instead of going to Lululand next time, she wants to go to a shop that has weird, quote, weird taxidermy. And Scott is absolutely correct. That is one billion percent something I'd be into. What the fuck is weird taxidermy? I need to see that immediately. <laughs> and then our and then our episode ends. Um, and then I watched all of the credits because I was worried there would be like a post credit scene that I would miss. <laughs> so all right let's talk about like general thoughts like what did you what did you think of the episode as a whole it is content it is definitely content there's content that was created actually mm-hmm. um, created content yes Indeed. yeah it it wasn't as bad mm-hmm. as the other ones like bad as in like the humor is just stupid and the plot doesn't make any sense at all, and mm-hmm. there's and it's just a one a one trick pony. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit more depth, a little bit more complexity, mm-hmm. and a little bit of thought put into it, and yeah. a little bit of development of the characters. Mm-hmm. But it ain't there yet. Yeah. Would you? Okay. Could, uh, so would you go so far as to say this is the best episode of Hell of a Boss we've watched so far? <sighs> well. I can say that I've driven past the dump in King George County many times and that I've smelled it many times. Okay. And I don't know if there's like a favorite time that I've smelled the dump. <laughs> I feel the same way about this. <laughs> okay. Very strong feelings on this. To be honest, I would go so far as to say that this is the best episode of Hell of a Boss we've watched so far. I feel like they put like real concerted effort into this. I feel like what they... I'm saying is that the bar is on the floor. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, yes. Come. I mean, especially compared to like. I guess what's I guess what's pro- what I'm saying is it's promising that each episode appears to get better. That that's a that's a that's a promising start. I'm I'm trying to keep it posy right now. Because I have a lot of weird stuff I want to talk about. Yeah, and that's that's also a thing that happens with like actual TV shows. So mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not, not just a Vizzy Pop uh, exclusive thing. At least until they jump the shark. Yes. <laughs> then it's then it's very quickly downhill. Yes. <laughs> okay, so here's something fun I want to talk to you. I want to ask you about because I, I while I was watching this, I was thinking about this. So there are children born in hell, right? Yes. Like we see like the, there are like baby imps. There's like imp children. Octavia is a child born in hell. While I was watching this, all I could think about the fact is in Has Been Hotel. I don't know if you remember because I'm asking you to connect. I'm asking you to think about Has Been Hotel. 
which I'm sure is a painful point. <laughs> in Has Been Hotel, the main character, Charlie, acts as if it is like a special point that she was born and raised in hell. So I'm kind I'm a little confused about this, but I had but I'm going to set that aside for the moment because I have a point I want to make here. So there's an so like presumably if imps are born and raised in hell and like Blitz is an imp and they're all imps and they were born and raised in hell. So hell has a, an indigenous population. But there are also people who die on earth and then go to hell and like become demons in hell after they die does that make those people colonizers or is Vizzy Pop saying that babies go to hell babies babies go to hell yeah <laughs> that's a very strong opinion on on children children go to hell yeah 100 percent <laughs> 100 p why <laughs> so because it just feels like a kind of like a colonizer thing to have like a, a population that's born and raised in an area and then people who come in which begs the question who's creating the culture of hell that we see is it the is it the indigenous population the imps and the and, and everybody else or is it the humans that die and then come to hell as demons that's a very good question. <laughs> or have I just thought about this too much? I think, as I've said before, that you're probably the person who thinks the hardest about these kinds of episodes. I think th I think the hardest about these kinds of episodes all the time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like there's there isn't there isn't another person on this earth that puts more thought into it as as, as much as you do. You're welcome. That's what I'm here for. Uh, Vivzy Pop, hire me. I will. Watch whatever you put out, and I will tell you the implications I get in my weird, shitty brain. You would be the devil's advocate. <laughs> yeah, that would be my that that would be my position. That would get me like a that would get me like a cool graphic tee that says "Devil's Advocate" and has like the like e boy animated Lucifer on it. That'd be awesome. And you'd have a hat that says "Well, actually" on it. Yes. Vivzy Pop DM me uh, about this job. I will not accept lower than $125,000. That means you could afford rent in DC. Hell yeah, I can. Vivzy <laughs> Pop would know. Yeah, I'm, I'm, about, I'm, about to make that, I'm about to make that rent. I'm about to set up a, a, a nice little nest egg on, on this. <laughs> I mean, episode-wise, that's everything I've got. Do you have anything you wanted to say about the episode? Not particularly. It was... It was a piece of content, as mm -hmm. I've said before. Mm -hmm. um, better than what came before it. Yes. Um, but is it watchable? Mm -hmm. Nah. <laughs> it's Ooh, still pretty ouch. pubescent. Yeah. Oh, here's my last hot take of the day. Mm -hmm. Why are none of the characters hot? <laughs> I'm sorry. Are you telling me? Are you telling me you wanna you wanna look at the characters and be like, I wanna fuck that? Like, they're so sexualized in, like, the dialogue and the action. Why aren't they hot? I mean, maybe... How about you just not bring your Earth-centric beauty standards to hell, you colonizer? But we are ultimately the product of what we see the world through, so would that mean that Vivzy Pop is also a colonizer? Yes. <laughs> Why? 
So why aren't you yelling at her about uh, the characters not being hot? I mean, in fairness, we did just make like an hour and a half of content up, up yelling at Dizzy yes. Pop. So don't don't come at me like this. I've done my due diligence. I'm just testing you. <laughs> I know the internet is a is a is is a rough place. The internet's a rough place. The information super. <laughs> Okay, predictions. What do you think the next episode is going to be about? I don't know. It's gonna be a. It's gonna be about a character doing a thing. Yes. Um, I say that because I can't remember any of the characters' names because they all look the same. <laughs> um, and they're gonna do a thing, and the thing is probably very juvenile and pubescent. Okay. Um, but and I, in an ideal world, the clown would be the focus of something. <laughs> you want the you want Fizzaroli to come back yes Ooh. okay well what what's a situation where a clown could like come back into the episode like where would... <laughs> any of them have you met a clown <laughs> clowns fit all situations you're right i apologize <laughs> especially in that universe think about it like they they bring they bring a perverse sense of humor to everything and even like a funeral or a I don't know, a school graduation or something like that. So that would be that would be a perfect fit. That would be right on brand for Dipsy Pop. Okay. My prediction is I think they're gonna return to the they have to go to like Earth to assassinate somebody. And I think they're gonna have to try to fit into high school. They're gonna go to a high school to murder someone, but they all have to like fit into like a high school setting. And I think from there hilarity ensues. I think that could honestly be a, a good a good pitch. Like I feel like Bibsy Pop very much has the high school aesthetic and the high school like just like the the high school feeling down. I feel like that's one of her strong suits. Yeah, I mean, and I if mean, she yeah if she goes that way, it would probably be a, an engaging story. Yeah, I I think okay, credit where credit is due. I think she did by and large a good job of an of of like portraying like a an edgy emo teen so i mean like an episode where it's like a lot of the characters are like teens uh i could get behind that like watching that also i mean also i mean it would be it would mean that like juvenile humor would be like a more accept uh, acceptable form of humor than the setting because like have you met a teen boy it's only juvenile humor yeah and like (laughs) Why didn't they just make this entire series take place in a high school? Like it would have made so much more sense. Hell high school? Yes. Vivzy Pop call us. <laughs> Empi. <laughs> Notice me, Empi. <laughs> okay. On that note, if you don't have anything else, thank you for listening. Uh, I appreciate everybody. I appreciate all y'all. If you would like to jaw at me you can find me at let me jaw at ya spelled exactly like the show and with that have a good one y'all take care calling all night i can pull the wool while i'm being polite darling calling all night i can be a fool while i'm being polite oh me oh me oh my i know many women want to be in my life oh me oh me oh my why can every woman end up being my
Cain like a dandy. I'll tell you how it goes.